him to share this morning. I pray, Lord God, that you would use him in a mighty way. That as he opens your word, that, Lord God, lives will be changed because it's your word that changes us, Lord God. We thank you, Jesus, that you're the word. In the beginning you were, you are, and you actually became, Lord God. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Here we go. So to start, I actually got a joke. I didn't bring a joke last week, so I was like, oh, I've got to bring a joke this week. So I got a joke. I think it's pretty funny. You don't have to think it's funny. It's all right. Salty. But anyway, here we go. So a woman wakes up in the middle of the night to, to find her husband not in bed. She puts on her robe and goes downstairs to look for him. She finds him sitting at the kitchen table with a cup of hot cocoa in front of him. He appears to be in, a, in deep thought, just staring at the wall. She watches as he wipes away a tear from his eye. What's the matter, dear? She whispers as she steps into the room. Why are you down here at this time of night? The husband looks up from his drink. It's the 20th anniversary of the day we met. She can't believe he has remembered and starts to tear up. Who's had that before? Like a woman, you know, when your husband remembers your anniversary, any tears? No? See, so all you husbands remember, eh? No. See? <laughs> the husband continues. Do you remember 20 years ago when we started dating? I was 18 and you were only 15, he said. Once again, the wife is touched to tears, thinking that her husband is so caring and sensitive. <sighs> yes, I do, she replies. The husband pauses. The words were not coming easily. Do you remember when your father caught us in the back seat of my car? Yes, I remember, said the wife, lowering herself into a chair beside him. The husband continued. Do you remember... When he shoved a shotgun in my face and said, Either you marry my daughter, or I'll make sure you spend the next 20 years in prison. Anyone had that before? <laughs> Whew, that's harsh. And she replies, I remember that too. He sighed as he wiped another tear away from his cheek and said, I would have gotten out today. <laughs> if you're a laughing husband, you're going to get in trouble. You're going to get in trouble. Yeah. Anyway, if you haven't got it yet, think about it. You know, take it home. But yeah, that's all right. Anyway, here we go. We're going to get straight into it. I love asking questions. So I've got some questions for you this morning. So if you've got your notebook, note, if you're taking down notes on your phone, on paper, old school, um, do that. Here we go. Why have you come to church today? So don't shout it out if you've got a notebook. Take down notes. Why have you come to church today? I've also asked myself these questions, so don't worry. Do you know who God is? I mean, you must all have a good memory. Are you going to remember these questions? Because I don't see any writing down, eh? I'm just looking around and everyone's like, this ain't me. Must have good memories. Second question: Do you know who God is? 
third one, do you have a relationship with God? How important is Jesus and the church to you? I love this question. Do you bring your Bible to church and use it? How important is Jesus and the church to you? (laughs) What is the most, last one, what is the most important relationship to you? So I'm asking these questions not to make you feel bad, but actually to challenge you, to have something to think about. So last week, Joe shared a bit about this, so I'm going to get into it a little bit more. So as we know, Adam and Eve ate from a tree, which caused a gap between our relationship with God. So there was a gap. So when Adam and Eve ate this fruit, just so you know, it wasn't an apple. So if you're being told it's an apple, it wasn't an apple. In the word, it says it's a fruit. So, and that's in Genesis 3, have a read. Um, There was a gap between us and God. So Adam and Eve, when they ate this fruit, their eyes were open to good and evil, and then they knew shame. So when they looked at each other, they saw each other naked, so they went, ran, hid, put on fig trees, and then when God came to this plate, came back to the Garden of Eden, they hid themselves from God, His presence. So Genesis 3 talks about that, that God's presence came in the wind, and then He was calling out to Adam and Eve. They didn't answer because they were afraid. And there's... Like Joe said, there was a gap. So a gap was caused as soon as they ate this fruit. So, so they got cast out of Eden. For thousands of years, there was a gap between mankind and God. God didn't forget about Adam and Eve or mankind. There was just a gap in our relationship with them. But guess what? God had a plan to fix this relationship. And his name was Jesus Christ. So when Jesus died on the cross, it wasn't just for our sin. It was actually so that we would come to a relationship with him. So Jesus was able to recounsel or recounseled our relationship with God. How awesome is that? Is it awesome? Or does it stink? It's up to you. But So I believe that's awesome. That God wants a personal relationship with us. So the, rela- the meaning of relationship is the way in which two or more people or things are connected or the state of being connected. The Hebrew word for relationship is yara. Sort of like, nada, you're getting nada. No, haven't heard that song? All good. So the word is yara, which means to know. The no meaning is have developed a relationship with someone through meeting and spending time with them. Be family or friends. This is relationship. So knowing. I love this scripture. So who bought their Bibles today? Awesome. I'll let you know. If you use your phone, there's an awesome app that you can download. And then you've got your Bible with you everywhere. So here we go. Matthew 7, verse 21 to 23 says... Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. 
On that day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and cast out demons in your name and do many mighty works in your name? And then will I declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you workers of lawlessness. Every time I read that scripture, it gets me. It really hits my heart knowing that God wants a personal relationship with me. God wants a personal relationship with you. How awesome is that? That the God of all creation, the King of kings, Lord of lords, Alpha and Omega, wants a personal relationship with you. He's not this guy that sits on a throne and says, do my will. Go off over here. You know what? Don't come talk to me before you get cleaned. Now, nah, he's this God that wants to know every single thing about you. So with, with that, just thinking about that, that this King of Kings, Lord of Lords wants a relationship with us. It doesn't matter what you've been through or what you've done. He's not going to cast you out. If you don't believe me, read his word and it's all in there for you. So I got, I got a story about myself. I shared a bit about it last week is the world will cast me out. The world will say I should be in chains because of what I've done. I've stolen. I was addicted to drugs. I was drunk. I did all these things, but God still called me son. How powerful is that? that the King of Kings, Lord of Lords, called me son. When everyone else forgot about me, he was still there saying, we can do this together. I remember when I gave my heart to God the first time I was in Rarotonga. You know, I was, I was just like, I'm sick of going around in a circle. There's got to be something more to life. There's got to be something more. You know, I hear this name, God. I hear Jesus. I have no idea what it means, but I want to know who you are. So at that point, I gave my heart to God, not knowing what that meant. So there I was. Who knows what snot cry is? You know snot cry is? That's when you've got tears and snot coming out at the same time. That's what I was doing when I gave my heart to God. And then, and then it was just, you know, I just called towels. I told her all about it. And then the next day I was coming home. And it was on my dad's 50th birthday. So then um, I got back. You know, here I was telling towels all about the great time I had there and that I've actually come to know who this God is. And then um, that night, I got absolutely hammered. So I got smashed, drunk, wasted, like white boy wasted. That's bad. That is bad. And then um, I woke up in the morning and we had to come to church. And I was just like, man, I don't want to go. You know, I've, I gave my heart to God, yet I can't even stop doing that. What's going on here? You know, but Tao still said, no, come on, we still got to go. So I just got up and as you do when you do bad, you sort of walk like this. Trying to be happy, but you're not really. You're just like, why am I even here? You know, so we walked into church and there I was. Paul was preaching. Worship was happening. I wasn't even in mind. I was just like, man, I'm a stuffer. I'm a failure. I can't, I can't do anything right in my life. And then in that time, I just heard this whisper say, it's okay, I love you and we're going to do this together. And then from that point, I was like, wow, 
there's more to this God sitting on a throne. Actually, he wants a relationship with me, which I need to build on. Instead of doing it by my own will, I did it with him. Because in here it says we can cast out demons, we can do all these works. But he declares, I never knew you. So what you're telling me is that there's people that can do God's work and not know him. So God actually wants this relationship with you. Like Joe said, kanohi kite kanohi, face to face. I hope I said it right. Did I say it right? Slightly? Slightly. But work in progress. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Come on. But that stuck with me that God wants a relationship with us. We're all different. Amen? We're all different. But God knows everything about us. He knows what we enjoy. He knows what we don't like. And that's how good God is. So here I was in this place of not feeling good about myself, feeling yuck, feeling I don't deserve God's love. And then some scriptures come to mind. Read this. Matthew 11 verse 28 says, Come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Or my favorite scripture, Luke 15 um, verse 11 to 31 it talks about the prodigal son I love this picture of God so I'm going to share a bit about it I'm not going to read it you read it for yourself that's some more homework for you this week is and so Luke 15 verses 11 to 31 so in the story the son asked the father for his um his half of his inheritance the father gives him the inheritance the son goes off spends it on prostitutes um, filthy living, drinking, all of this. And then he becomes, he's got no more money. So then he has to try to find a work. He becomes a slave and he's sleeping in the pig pen. The pigs are getting more food than what he's getting. And then he comes to the realization thinking, actually, I can return back to my father's house and be a slave and I'll get fed. That was his thinking. So there he is. So he's walking back along this long road. And then the father from a distance sitting out front of his house sees his son. And instead of, you know, usually when we do something naughty, we think, oh, no, if my dad's home, it's going to be bad. So we think our dad's waiting there with a bow. This is, this is the day you get it, son. Nah, but this father saw his son, felt compassion, and ran to him. The father ran to the son, hugged him, and said, actually, I love you. The son's explaining, Father, I've sinned against you. I've sinned against heaven. I've done all these things. But the father's like, I don't care about that. You've come back. Tells his servants, go get the robe. Go get a ring. Go get sandals for his feet because today my son has returned. That's a powerful story right there saying, wow, this father doesn't just want us, even though we've done naughty things, doesn't want us coming back thinking, actually, I'm not worthy to be called your son. Instead, he's going, here, I'll clothe you with our robe. I'm going to put this ring on your finger and put sandals on your feet because you are my son, not a slave. And that's what God's saying today is he wants a father-son relationship or father-daughter relationship, not a God-servant. Yes, he is all-powerful, almighty, but he wants a father-son and daughter relationship. So how do we... How, how do we get to know someone or build a relationship with them? Question, how do we do that? Spend time with them. What do you do when you spend time with them? 
talk, listen, eat, hang out. All these things, that's right. So when we spend time with someone, we don't go, oh man, I want to get to know you. And then you go sit in front and you just look deep into each other's eyes. <laughs> that's not spending time looking deep into each other's eyes. You know, it's, that's not actually spending time together. That's just looking into each other's eyes. But actually, God wants you to talk. That's why he's given you a mouth. God's given you ears to listen. God's given you eyes to see. All these things, God wants that with you. He wants you to talk to Him. He wants you to listen to Him. God even talks by showing pictures, your eyes. Because in a relationship, it's not one person. It's two or more. That's a relationship. Not, it's not sitting at home playing Fortnite. <laughs> Actually spending time with each other. Here we go. So I, I got this awesome story. I think it's funny. So for, for example, so, so um, I used to work at a company and I used to answer phones. As you know, for a male, my voice is quite high pitch, right? Yeah. Yeah. It is. <laughs> Joe wasn't going to say anything, but there we go. I got it out. So here we go. So, so one day I answer the phone. I'm like, oh, good morning, Jay. Alina Vernon speaking. You know, he, he mustn't have heard my name or he might have felt Vernico or something. And he goes, man, I can just imagine you, a five foot five blonde in high heels. And I sat, and I sat there, I, I couldn't laugh yet. And I go, actually, I'm a solid 5'10 with a beard and tattoos. And then that was the end of the conversation. He actually hanged up the phone. But that's what I mean. He had no idea who he was talking to on their phone because I just thought it was a funny story so I thought I'd share it. you got to get to know someone before you start judging them. <laughs> but yeah, just so you know, don't close your eyes and try envision if it's true because it won't work well. I've done it. <laughs> so, so in a relationship, you've got to spend time with each other. So me and my wife have been together over half our lives. So 15 years did so much things together but if you asked me what her joys were or what she liked and didn't like when we first started dating I would not be able to tell you but now if you ask me I still won't be able to tell you it changes all the time no I'm joking I'm, I'm just joking I said it because she's gone but I'm joking no forget about that so so I, I can tell you, she, she loves God. She loves her family. She enjoys singing and laugh, laughing. You know, she, she's got this voice that you hear her before you see her. So I was like, where's Taos? <laughs> you know, it's just like, there she is. She's here as well. You know, but you hear her before you see her, which I love. She's compassionate and very merciful. When we first started dating, she didn't have that heart. Man, she just didn't have that heart. But now, you know, as she's built her relationship with God, she's become compassionate and merciful. Like, uh, like, like Jay, when we're driving, you know, you, you'll see someone holding their bag, like um, holding a bag. And out of nowhere, she goes, oh man, I feel sorry for that person. It's like, like, like this is my thing. I'm like, they don't even look like they're struggling or hurting. 
But she still has that compassion that actually, I remember when I used to walk, I didn't like it. So, 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 so if I'm driving, she goes, stop the car, turn around. And I'm like, nah. And then Jay's like, stand your ground. And I'm like, I'm not going to turn around. And then it's like, turn around. And I'm just like, oh, okay, we'll stop. And he's like, and then Jay's like, <laughs> laughing at me. It's another name, but we won't say it. You know, <laughs> he starts with rhymes of cat. Times of cat. <laughs> yeah, but, <laughs> but all of this is something that we've learned over time. So it's just the same in your relationship with your wife or your partner or your friends. You've actually had to get to know them, right? So it's like, it's like me going, Rob. <laughs> it's, like, it's like me saying, Rob, do you know what your wife's favorite thing, favorite color was when you first started dating? Oh, what? You're making me look bad, mate. He didn't know. He didn't know. He didn't know. He didn't know. I'm telling Leanne. But that, that, that's what I mean. So in a relationship, it takes time. There's good times. There's bad times. There's times where we get to laugh. There's times where we get to mourn. There's sorrow, sorrowful times. But this is more a relationship, is getting to know what they like. And that's what God wants with us. So God knows everything about us, correct, but He wants you to tell Him. He also wants you to hear Him and what He enjoys, what He likes. And that's why He's given this. That's why He's given us prayer, to be able to talk to Him. Because we can often pray, but we don't sit there and listen. We get out what we want, and not actually sit there and listen and say, God, I've poured out my heart. You heard me. But what is it you want me to do through this? So sometimes we have to sit there and listen to God while we're praying. In a relationship, you can't be 50% in. You have to be 100% all in. You can't be 99.9% because there's still that little smidge smidge like a dot that can cause you to go off rail so like your partner your friends your wife you got to be a hundred percent in that relationship same thing with God you got to be a hundred percent all in not 50 not 20 not 10 not 99.9 percent a hundred percent all in with God because it's not going to work properly if you're not a hundred percent all in so that's 100% spending time with God. Well, yeah, 100%, 100 all in in a relationship. So we cannot get to know God for ourselves if we're not going to spend time with Him. So guess what? I got some tips or things that can help you build your relationship with God. Cool? Are you ready? Here we go. First one is time. What I mean by time is you need to find your best time to meet God. Because I'm telling you now, you give him a time and a date, God's going to meet you there. 
And if I'm right, he'll be there early because he's excited to catch up with you. Come on. How awesome is that? This God that doesn't just sit on a throne, this God that actually walks alongside you, helps you through things, is going to meet you, hang out with you. So find your time. Not everyone's time's the same. Someone may enjoy getting up at four o'clock in the morning and spending time with God. Someone else may enjoy 12 o'clock at night, 10 o'clock at night, spending time with God. Or someone's midday. We're not all the same. And because I'm not a morning person and I'm definitely not a night person as well. So for me, I prefer to spend time with God during the day. But what I do is I start my day with God. So I'll read a chapter in my Bible, pray for my family, pray for our family here, and then get into our day. And then midday is the time where I say, God, this is me and you. Let's hang out. And then at night, I finish with him as well. So that's read my Bible again and pray. These are just, it's just find that time that suits you. Because you may be different to that. Here we go. So what was the first one? Time. Second one is find your place. Find the best place that you connect with God. So as I said, everyone's different. So you may be someone who feels closer to God when you're outside. So you may be someone who loves looking at trees, looking at the sky, going for a walk, that may be the best time that you connect with God. You may be someone who feels more closer to God when you're creating. So you may feel so close to God that you're speaking to Him when you're drawing, you're painting, you're writing a song. This is another way that you can spend time with God. Find that place. You may be someone who feels closer to God when you're secluded yourself, where you're just in a room, you and him, sitting on a chair, just talking. You may be someone who feels closer to God when you're around other people, hanging out with them. You may feel that you connect closer with God, that he's talking to you more when you're with them. You may be someone who feels closer to God when you're singing or playing an instrument. So you could just be sitting there strumming the guitar. Or like Jay does when you're trying to have a nap, playing his drums. But that's a time that he connects with God. Yeah, it's hard to nap sometimes. That's another story. So time and find your place that you connect with God. What I love is that people no longer have to connect with God through Pharisees or sacrificing animals. Instead, like Joe said, is we can connect here and there. Me standing here and just talking to God. That's how we get to connect now. Isn't that awesome? That we're living in that time period where we actually get to build our relationship with God.
And I'm going to keep saying this is that the reason why we get to do that is because Jesus recounseled our relationship with God. So his sacrifice on the cross brought us so that we could connect and get closer with God. I'm going to finish it up because I'm looking at time. So the plane's coming down for a landing, a real landing, not a 20-minute long landing. Is stop trying to fit God in your schedule, but make Him your schedule. So stop trying to say, God, I can fit you in here for five minutes. Instead, say, God, be with me throughout the whole day, and let's connect. Or how about this? Stop keeping God on the sideline and put him on the field. For people who know rugby or sport, he isn't a bench warmer. He's more the star player. That's our God. So I hope that's helped you this morning is find your time and place with God because he wants that individual individual relationship with you. Um, let's stand to our feet. I'm just going to pray. What I loved um, about this when I was writing it and going through it, it wasn't, it was actually a good reminder because I really felt God speaking to me because I forgot that actually He wants this relationship. And I think in time, just speaking to us um, older Christians, so I've been, well, I've been walking with God for seven years, some have been doing it for 30, is remember God wants that relationship. He isn't just after your works. Your works are important, but He wants you to do that with Him. So, And for us new Christians, for us new believers of Christ, or maybe we don't know Him, but it's God wants to get to know you. So maybe you've been walking with God for years and you feel like your road's just going up and down. I'm just saying, God wants to recounsel that today. You know, He wants to get rid of religion and live in relationship with us. So, on your right, it's your right. And for us older Christians, if you've been walking with God and you feel like, actually, I've walked away. I've done things that I'm not meant to be doing. But I want to recounsel that back with God. I encourage you to come up the front on your right. And we have... We have family that will pray for you. Or actually, just connect with our papa, our father. You talk with him. Because he's waiting here for you. And today, you might have walked in here not knowing what's going to happen. But you feel something in your heart where you don't know what's happening. You're burning. You feel the sensation of love, compassion. I want to encourage you that this is God talking to you. And if you don't know our Father, Papa, God, I want to encourage you to come up today.
Step out of your comfort zone. Step into a place of going, actually, I'm ready to step in this relationship with God. Like I said, you can't be 10%. You can't be 99% in a relationship. You've got to be 100%. And God's got your back. So if that's you, I encourage you to come up to your left. So come up front. This ain't a spiritual place up here. But it's actually you taking that step saying, I want God. I want a relationship with God. We're going to sing this song. But before, I, before we do, I'm just going to pray. Father, we thank you that you're not this God that sits on a throne. You're not a guy that just tells us what to do. Father, you're not a God that looks at us and goes, you're too terrible that you can't be saved. Instead, you're a God that clothes us with a robe, puts a ring on our finger, puts sandals on our feet, and calls us sons and daughters. Lord, I thank you that you want to hear us, that you want to spend time with us. Lord, I just pray right now that you, that you burn in our hearts. Lord, that you burn in our hearts this morning, this afternoon, through our week, Lord, and help us to build our relationship with you. Find our time and place with you. Father, we thank you this morning. In Jesus' name we said, Amen. So we're going to sing this song. And I will build my life upon your love it is a firm foundation and i will put my trust in you alone and i will not be shaken and i will build my life upon your love it